and that was it like there was consequences to the actions i had to understand that back then that there was there was consequences to your actions so if you're going to if you're going to do something then you need to be responsible for the action that you do right so i let that slide or i like i went through my elementary school years like pissed off about that like and I never really got an explanation. Like she, she never sat me down and told me why that happened. She just did it and just kind of left me with it. Like, and most people wouldn't understand, like, this happened for a reason. Let me figure out why that happened. Or they would take the easy way out and be like, they're the problem. That teacher took it from me. That was mine. Give it back. you better than the person you were yesterday that is part of the ascension brand that is the model the heart of what we stand for when i pass away i want people to know i want people to remember me not for the time that i spent on this planet but for the things that i have done to contribute to society my mama raised a loser, but I broke the chains. I wasn't Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dead and Trunk Podcast, where the elephant is always welcome. Uh, it's your boy Marcus Morton here with me as always, the Aaron Mack, and we are back. Back for another one. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen. I ain't know if we was gonna make it. <laughs> hey, for real though. I was trying to figure out like what we were gonna do if um if we if we still ain't had power by Friday, I was like, yo, we record the podcast. Right. I don't know. We just might have to. <laughs> we just might. I might have to just come to come to Lawrenceville and uh, we could just like record a podcast in the car with the rain Damn, beating thanks. on the with the rain beating on the <laughs> on windshield. The is, I, is it still raining up there right now? Uh, I don't even know. It might be like a little drizzle or something. It's real cloudy. Has it been so, like weirdly pouring down cats and dogs and then like you go outside, it's like yeah. dry for some reason. It's like, it, it's, it's strange. It don't make no sense. And, uh, for anybody who don't know what we're talking about, we in uh, the wonderful state of Virginia where you see uh, all four seasons in one, four, in yeah. one day. Uh, and lately, we've been getting ice storms where... Um, where uh, it's been taking it's been taking us for a loop, you know. It's been like the mm, it's been yeah. like the, the the weirdest best fight that I can ever have. Like um <laughs> last week um, I took the, the longest time off from a vanilla job that I think I've taken in in some years. Uh we were off for uh, yeah. for five days straight, man. So me and me and Lee was just uh we just chilling. We just chilling, but uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, the problem was is that like nice. with the power with the power out and um, and it being twenty two degrees outside, it's kind of hard to be productive in the house when you uh when you're trying to heat the when you're trying to heat the whole apartment up with a candlestick. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So uh, yeah, we we spent we spent most of the time in the bed, and she got unlimited data on her phone, so we was just like yeah. we were still we were still binge watching stuff, even though. <laughs> same, same. I had my phone, had my girl, she had her phone, had my switch. That's all we could do, man. Power's out, it's cold. He was like, I ain't oh, no. moving. I ain't touched the switch because, you know, in order to charge anything, you got to go out into the cold to do it. And, you know, we had to prioritize. <laughs> we had to charge the power banks up. It was either the power banks, the phone, or the switch. We had two mm. out of the three. The switch had to, the switch had to fall by the wayside. There ain't nothing really interesting on it right now anyway, so it was good. That's good. 
I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. How long did y'all power stay out though? <clears throat> uh, it was a good. I want to say. Or when did it come back on? Maybe it came back on the day we went back to work. So uh, what was that Tuesday? Yeah. Cause, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was it was out for a good middle minute, uh, mm. and it was it was the strangest thing because like everybody around us uh was getting power back so right. it was like i guess like certain lines were down and they yeah. just had to go out and find it and then uh since our area is so you know rural all mm. these trees and whatnot uh i think they've been slack well it might the, the storm might have just caught them off guard i ain't gonna say they were slacking but it was a lot of you know no, branches hanging over <laughs> they were slack it is what, it is what it is it is what it is <laughs> boss of false boss of false let's talk about it so the state yep. of the boss of us the state of Virginia got the only state left that got power lines above ground and let trees just grow all around them hoes. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all see this. Y'all should have been had somebody come out here. And, and it'd be the main power down. lines that like, yo, Bruh. it's crazy. They, mean, they don't let nothing happen in them pylon corridors, though. Right. They don't let nothing happen to those. You couldn't even you couldn't even pitch a ten in one of those without getting arrested. But hey, they can <laughs> they can come on they can come on four sixty and they can prop a prop a um a cable a power line in a tree just to hold it up because they don't got mm-hmm. a light because they don't got an actual pole to hold it up. Yeah, yeah I noticed it, but it's all good. Boss of us. Crazy thing is, we got one like sitting right outside our house that's like going through a tree basically. Uh, and I seen one uh, going to our dump, which is like right up the road. Mm. Uh, once upon a time, that thing was held up by two long pieces of two by four. And I was like, "That's that don't that don't look safe. I don't think that that's that's not OSHA certified. I don't, I don't think that's that's not OSHA approved. Can't be, can't be. No way, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah but uh. Yeah, we the only state that got uh that still got power lines um above ground, man. Like and and we got the most trees. Like if we if we was a state that ain't had no trees in it, like if we were like New York or something, it'll be it'll be oh, yeah. it'll make sense. It's been but, a whole different story. You know, New York New York has their power lines underground. Like you don't see power lines going through Manhattan. That ain't how that work out there. But you know, um out here in Virginia, um, you know, I mean I guess it, it costs too much to, to convert it. I don't know, man. It's weird. It? It's weird, man, because like we 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 got plenty of trees around here. We got more trees than we got power lines. So, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that they should cut down the trees or nothing to to um to accommodate for the power lines. But you know, at least we could do is uh, upgrade the system a little bit so that right. anytime the wind blow, we don't have a flicker. This is like the strangest <laughs> thing. And then tell me how this worked. Like Yikes. our power went out, and our power was off a. Of three days two days two three days and um mm-hmm. everything on the road that we live on like you come out the apartment complex make a left or make a right everything to the left and the right got power except us and we right next to the pylon corridor like how does that work it's a it's a it's a line coming right into the the complex through trees mm-hmm. through trees nonetheless <laughs> but uh <laughs> it's coming right to the complex straight from a pylon Hmm. So I'm like, how how is it that the power is out? But you know, yeah, they do strange. they do what they they do the, they do their own thing, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like that over here. Like, uh, 
you know, the school is right in front of us. Yeah. And uh, the day the day before our power came back on, the school had power. So I'm just like... It, right across the street. <laughs> how does this work? Yeah, man. Like, I, don't, I, I never really understood how those grids work. I'm like, yo, how, how do y'all... How does this, how is this working? Like you got one section that got power, one section without power. Like we were going through downtown Petersburg and there was like literally like the whole, the whole city, the whole like downtown area had power, mm. but there was like two street lights that didn't, but there, everything else had power <laughs> and they had like stop signs up in front of the, the in front of the, 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 the red lights, mm. the red lights was just off. But the rest of the city had power. It was just like this one street that the red light was on. And it was weird because, like, it was a four-way intersection. And, like, mm. there was one section that was out. But if you were coming in the opposite direction, if you're coming from the sides, those lights were on. But that whole street was out of power. And I'm like, how does that even work? That sounds like some Amazon stuff. That's, that, that, that sounds like that. It's, that's it's strange. Crazy. And then, my, then, like, I, would, I remember growing up in my mom's house would have power and the house across the street wouldn't. And vice versa. <laughs> Talk about disrespectful. You got you got to try to fumble with your keys Insane. in the dock, just just hoping that your your neighbor across the street got got they they front porch light on. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man. Uh, th- through all of that, it was just like. I don't. I don't even know. Like, I ain't, I ain't even know how to feel. I was just like. I guess we just, just just try to make it through the day. Uh, yeah. If if we went out somewhere, you know, we were real careful and whatnot. Uh, probably the only reason we went out was to probably like, get something to eat. Uh, Bro, I ain't never felt so crippled in my life, dog. <laughs> like, Great. like, I and, and and it wasn't on the sense of being prepared for the storm because like, so it is what it is on that note. Like, you're yeah. gonna have to survive regardless. But uh, you, we it, we got food that we can eat that don't necessarily need to be heated up. But mm-hmm. it was the moment where we realized that we didn't that we that we needed to heat most of our food up. Like you can't necessarily eat macaroni Damn. when the when the lights off. You can't you can't necessarily cook oodles and noodles with the lights off. But you know, um we spent a lot of money on food, fam. Nah. A lot of money on food, man. And I was like, yo, we got beat. <laughs> We got yeah. beat, dog. Like we we spent, I, like I probably spent like a hundred dollars on fast food, fam. Like it's it's not it, like it's 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 not even a joke, man. Probably spent about a hundred dollars on fast food, man. I looked at the at the um, at my account and saw like the pending transactions on it, man. And it was mm. it was it was a, it was a bit sad. List. It was yeah. sad, bro. It was sad. Like we like, and I'm thinking about it, like yo, the power went out again, like. We'd be spending, we like save money on electricity for like two days just to mm. rack it up on fast food. Like, yo, that's not an yeah. even, that's not an even trade off, man. Um, and it, yeah, it, it, yeah. it, it brought me back to a, um, to something that I heard Grant Card, mm, excuse me, something that I heard Grant Cardone say in, um, in his mm. book, um, The 10X Rule, or was it The 10X Rule? I can't think of which book it was. Um, um, but Grant Cardone said that, you should never place the responsibility of anybody of, of anything that happens to you or anybody else. Like everything mm. that everything that you go through is your fault. You should take responsibility for it because if you don't take responsibility for it, then 
you just you're giving somebody else the power to fix the situation that you're in and um I, uh, that brought me to the the a situation where like being in an apartment complex and the power being out like what i usually do in in this apartment complex because our our ac condenser is right inside the apartment when we turn mm-hmm. that joint on that's the only thing we hear and it kind of right. drowns out everything in the um in the uh in the parking lot and being that our walls are thin with no insulation we hear everything so with the power being out you can hear damn you can hear conversations happening in the front Ooh. of the apartment complex if somebody was talking loud enough for real like real talk like people were playing loud music outside and like they when he had a they when he had a like the music turned all the way up in their cars and you can hear like the full song like yo like you can you can hear everything so there's a dude sitting outside the outside the apartment one um one of those days, man, and like he was just going off. He was like complaining about the about the power being out. He was like, man, it don't make mm-hmm. no fucking sense, bro. My like my people live out in the fucking country. They got power. Why the fuck they got power? We ain't got no goddamn power. And I'm like, you putting a lot of energy into that. He put a lot of energy into that, and it brought me back to what Grant said. He said, yo, if the energy, if 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 I'm living in the house mm. and I don't buy a generator and the power go out, I can't blame the, the electric company. Right. I, I wasn't prepared. I can't blame anybody else for my lack of preparation to the situation. So one first thing, first thing I did wrong, I go ahead and talk about it. I, first thing I did wrong, I lived, I lived in an apartment complex. I got If I got a generator out here, somebody probably going to steal that joint within the, <laughs> in the first five minutes. Um, but uh yeah, like first thing I did wrong was I'm in an apartment complex. Second thing I did wrong, I ain't have a generator. Third thing I did wrong, I I I wasn't I ain't had no food in my refrigerator. So I got beat. I got beat is a lesson learned. And most of the people in this apartment complex sad to say they won't learn that lesson. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's insane how people push their problems like to the next guy mm. uh whether it be uh their, their kids their loved ones their spouse friends and they never take that time to to look at them look themselves in the mirror and be like everything that happens to me is is you know like you said it's, it's my fault right like you control your life nobody else and a lot of people believe it's the other way around a lot of people will go around here and just uh, whatever happens to them happens to them. They, they they just float without a paddle. They don't even you know row the boat. They just sit there and just you know wait till they get to like a destination or something. Uh, and it's, it's it's so simple to take control if you like. Yeah. Uh, I read something where it's like well I won't even read. It was uh, in the music video I sent. Um, it was like I think it's see the ninety percent or ninety eight percent of life is just showing up. So you showing up, you've already basically won the battle. All you got to do is put in any effort, all the effort you can put in to get in where you need to go or, you know, trying to accomplish whatever you need to do. Right. And you're there. You, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I didn't even know we were going here with uh, with this podcast. Uh, but, <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, we can, we can take it there. We talk about, like, uh, people blaming their kids and stuff. Like, man, I bruh i i I don't get it man 
I don't understand that. Like, how you Thanks. Bruh, dirty trunk. How you blame <laughs> your how you blame a child like for for your lack of inconsistency, your mm-hmm. lack of preparation. And we talk about on this podcast a lot because that's the name of the brand, the star player mentality. We talk right. about the star player mentality. How do how do you exhibit a star player mentality if you chose to have kids, but you blame your children for not being able to have something in your life? Like, mm. yo, I can't tell you how many people I've met that have been scarred because a parent told them that they couldn't do something because they had them. Like, I got to feel guilty about my life that, first of all, I was forced to live Mm -hmm. because once you're born, once you're born, like, I ain't had no say in being born. I had no say at all. I couldn't just be like, oh, nope, uh, let me not initial this box here. (laughs) Like, no, I, I didn't get that option. You just... I, like, I, I just came out the terms and agreement. <laughs> I came out and you were just like, yo, this is your life now. And you got mm-hmm. to live this. You didn't give me that option. You chose to have a child. And then you chose to say that because of that child was the reason why you can succeed in, the, in your life. And I and I hear and, and, and I ain't going to say I like, guess. It's mostly women, but I'd have heard um, I'd have heard men do it too. Um, they yeah. blame their kids for the child support. <laughs> like, mm. are you blaming yeah. your kid for the child support? You ain't you ain't do what you was supposed to do as a man to make that mama that to make that baby mama proud or happy or whatever the case is. Or uh, so uh, or so have you? So you blame the kids for the child support? Like you can't blame the kids for the child support because they were not responsible for their own life. So. I, I just I don't understand that. Like, yo, you like for real. If you're listening to this right now, right, and you have kids, your kids can either be the excuse to why you do why you can't do something, mm. or the reason why you are doing something. Right. So, um, we cut back all the excuses all you want. You can call it what you want, but at the mm-hmm. same at the end of the day. At the end of the day, if you ain't doing it, it ain't your kid's fault. It's yours. Because you had a power to do whatever it is that you want to do in your life. We all do. Though we we forced to live the lives that we are given, once we hear, what you going to do? What you going to do? Facts. Facts. And and some people just, they, they take that. They take the all the power that they have and they just use it to complain. Uh, <laughs> they go to they 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 nine to five. They nail a job, and all they do is complain. Yeah. Uh, instead of doing what it takes to to get out that situation, they they dig deeper into you know the the hole that they basically gonna die yep. in. Yeah. Uh, that uh that kind of reminded me of um of my man. I ain't gonna say his name, but uh mm-hmm. you'll know who I'm talking about. The uh. Milk Dud with the with the headband. <laughs> they used to work. They used to work with us. Um, used to complain. Look, kind of older dude. Uh, kind of yeah. older dude. Kind of kind of hefty, stocky dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know who I'm talking about now. Yeah, yeah. My man, my man used to complain about everything under the sun. I mean, and everything. I, I remember the, the one time I asked him about something. 
it, it was some process related and my man started mm. going into all these personal complaints and all this stuff and i'm like bro all that has something to do with you it ain't right. got nothing to do with them like they sent me on a mission to figure out like the job just to, just to add context to clarity um the job sent me on a mission to figure out what what barriers were keeping associates from from actually completing the job now mm-hmm. if you in the rut i get it if you in the rut in the day-to-day of the job and you got to do the job or whatever and you got a whole bunch of stuff going on it's kind of hard to kind of it kind of hard to differentiate those things from your your personal agenda but um they when they ask the people to to come and be a part of these meetings it's not like they're just asking anybody to to do it the managers are asking their associates who they know have the the wherewithal to understand on a higher level than most associates so they they chose me to to do this thing once and i oh my god i hated it because uh, <laughs> at, at that point you're responsible for going around and asking your peers what's going on what's wrong and all these other things and figure out what all these issues are so you can report right. it back to the man at the top right so i come up and i ask this dude um are there any are there any barriers that you are seeing that's that is preventing you from doing this and like yeah, man, they keep moving me around. They keep doing this and they keep doing that. I'm like, but okay, I I get that. But um, is there anything keeping you from doing the job? No, man, they keep doing this and they keep doing that. And I'm like, but <laughs> like, that's not what I asked. Bro. I didn't ask you anything about that, bro. That's that's a personal problem. You you got put you you were trained to do that. Like, what what is the mm, problem? Yeah you were trained to do it like you got the skill and they going to use you for the skill so like is there any issues i'm like look man for real like that ain't got nothing to do with with the price of tea in china all i'm just trying to figure out is like if the job is impossible to do like, i don't care about your personal problems dog like that ain't got nothing to do with what they're asking you and what most people don't understand is that like <laughs> oh we oh we hold up let me let me back up for a second what most people don't understand, right, mm. is that the thing that you think is a problem is not the thing that the world believes is a problem. So you out here okay. trying to move off of, you trying to make an issue out of everything that that you think is a problem. Especially like if it comes to like how people, how people work on themselves, right? You thinking mm. like, like how many times have you seen uh, a character on TV, right? And I'm gonna give a just giving an example because I seen this recently watching uh watching uh, uh Legacies. I don't know if anybody ever seen Legacies as part of the Vampire Diary series. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, of L. J. Smith. That's the reason why um I very I very much frequent that show. Um, okay. but I was watching Legacies, right? And one of, it was two characters, and one character was having a problem with one what the other character was doing, but this character she full of herself. And she omniscient about everything that's going on. Um, she fixed what she think is the problem. Hmm. And the other person is like, yo, like that ain't got nothing to do with what I just asked you. Like, they ain't got nothing to do with why I'm pissed off with you. Like, you just went on and just did what you thought was the was the issue. Like, <clears throat> and most people, they get so wrapped up in themselves that like they don't even understand that when it comes to 
fixing the things around you, if you fix what's internal first, then you can fix what those things are around you. Um, and what I mean mm-hmm. by that, it's like how I can wrap it, wrap it back around to people placing the blame on things is like, you can't continue placing the blame on everybody else for how you screwed up. Because if you oh. screwed up, then you can't mm-hmm. you can't fix it anyway. Yep, that's just like uh, last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy at a what? Hutter House, Waffle House, Waffle House, Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. they be all right. <laughs> how you gonna get upset over 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 like you said your mistakes yeah uh, yours, your mistakes yours. you made them uh and you can't get over them until you know you acknowledge that and yep. you, you you fix that yeah i got uh, i got a better example right mm-hmm. um god I, i'm so glad that the, that the people that we know don't really listen to these podcasts but I got a better example, right? Um, and I'm gonna use this as <clears throat> I'm gonna use this. And you, and Marcus, you gonna know exactly who I'm talking about when I say this. But um, we know a character who um, who he just does anything and everything that he feels is okay to do. And when somebody calls him out on it, he, he first of all is a problem because he wants to try to understand. He doesn't get why people don't want to be in his presence or why people don't want to be around him. And, I, and I'm not saying this to be funny. Y'all. Like, I'm, I'm really trying to pass a message here. Because you gotta, I want you to understand this thing of taking responsibility of your own actions and the things that you do. Um, we know a guy who he, he's always complaining about why he doesn't have friends, why people don't want to be around him, why people don't want to hang out. And he's a good kid. Like, ain't not, like the dude... He's kind of weird, but in the sense of like, if you if you don't get what he's trying to say, then it'll it'll make you uncomfortable. And he does this thing where like, and it's just him. That's just who he is. But um, he gets upset because he gets upset and he takes it personal when people don't want to be in his presence. But if you told him why people don't want to be in his presence, he get pissed off at you. Like you're the problem. Yeah, yeah. So, um, me personally, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop back drop back on myself right quick because I, I don't want to mm-hmm. make it seem like I'm just like trying to throw hands on people. But you know, um, I'm a very omniscient person. I'm mm-hmm. very omniscient, very critical, very judgmental. I'm a Virgo. I got that in me. I had a I had an issue with Alyssa this morning because of that. Like that's that's just who I am. I understand that that's who I am, and I understand that that's what I need to work on. Is it, and it's not something that is brand new to me. And I understand that if I piss somebody off because of that, then I gotta eat that. I can't blame them for that. I gotta eat it. Like if I create the problem, then by all means, you got to accept the problem. I can't allow somebody to come back and tell me what my problem is and I get pissed off at them and say that they're the problem because what the, what does that do? You'll never fix the problem. You'll never fix the problem if you keep blaming your problems on everybody else. So if I got an issue with you as a person, like for real, like, and I see people do this all the time. If I got an issue with you as a person because of who you are and what you have done, then 
I shouldn't. Why? Why do I got to be? Why do I got to be the bad guy? Because I told you about yourself. I'm just asking. Why I got to be? Why I got to be dragged through the mud? Because I told you that that you know that your people skills suck. Your bedside yeah. manner is trash. Like yo, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't call on you for advice if if, if you were the last person in a lineup of of, of 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 idiots to to ask you for advice. Like I wouldn't even do it to myself. I got to get dragged through the mud for that. Like how does that how does that make sense? Uh, let you I, think, I think a lot of uh, a lot of that plays into to people's egos. Mm. Uh, people get swept up in their egos and basically think that they should, you know, <laughs> rainbows and you know pine scent or whatever. Uh, and it's it's crazy how people like that their their self reflection is just absent it's like not even there at all you it's went through the like, fun house and all the mirrors broke <laughs> right <laughs> it's like and and they, they can't they can't see themselves which is which is kind of weird to say because I, I i'm aquarius I'm, I'm a little laid back mm-hmm. uh, if if there's an issue with, with somebody you know i i cover all the bases right. i was like all right what did I do wrong? What did they do wrong? How how did my actions, you know, affect them? Or what if I did, you know, something differently? <laughs> you know, I, I I go around all the basics. Uh, what could they have done differently? Like, what what if what would have happened if I wouldn't have handled it at all or anything? So you know, it's just like how does how does someone live and just like that doesn't come to mind? That, like, those things don't come to their mind. That reminded me of uh, <laughs> a, of a few months ago when we had that that situation back in what was it November, um, and uh, we had they had a group therapy session conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah like <laughs> and, and a lot of y'all not like Marcus when he said that he really do try to like to, like play all sides. <laughs> like Marcus was apologizing for the situation. I'm like, nah, nah, that's that's all me, man. That's I I fucked that up. Like <laughs> that was me. That was me. <laughs> man, but uh you and Alyssa kinda had that in common too, man, because y'all like mm-hmm. she and she does it all the time where where like somebody else can be dead wrong. I mean they can be dead wrong. And she'd be like, But I can see both sides of the story. I'm like, Of course you can see both <laughs> sides. Like of course everybody got their side. Of course you right. do. Everybody has their side. I can see their side too. I just know that I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. True, true. <laughs> And it's it's just some people they just get stuck in their side and mm. it's just it's just their side. Yeah. They don't they can't they can't feel anything else. They can't understand why other people would do uh, lack something of that empathy. goes against their A yeah. lack of empathy. Mm. Lack of empathy. We talked about it before. Um you you you're in your truth. Mm. You in your truth. Your truth ain't necessarily somebody else's truth. That's right. why personal development is important because your truth is your truth, but your truth might be a lie to the rest of the world. Your oh. truth to you is an opinion to everybody else. So it doesn't really matter what you say your truth is because your truth isn't your truth is inwardly expressing, not mm. outwardly expressing because your your truth, your truth on an outward expression is an opinion. So you gotta mm. you gotta figure out where you gotta figure out where the gap is and how to fill it. Because if you're if if I'm doing something and I think that I'm doing good, but I'm really doing harm to the rest of the world around me, and 
if somebody tell me that I'm doing that and I ignore mm. it, then I'm a villain. I ain't doing no yeah. good for nobody. I'm doing bad for the world. And if I, if you call me a villain, then I got to accept that because I know what I'm doing now. This is true. This is true. This, this uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny about uh, your truth because uh, people can be conditioned into believing something which is a lie, but to them, it's, it's their truth. Yep. Uh, just as simple as, you know, the holidays, Santa Claus. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> my, my younger brother, when he was in elementary school, he got in trouble. Cause he he told a young girl that you know Santa Claus is not real. Oh! And when he came home, we had to explain him that you can't do that. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm sitting in the back listening to my parents explain. I'm like, but he's not wrong though. Like we, we can't we can't discipline him on this because technically he's not wrong. Yo, no I'm one weak. told him not to I'm do that. Weak. So oh weak, bro. Oh weak, though. Like hey, yo, so. It- I hear so many different, like, crazy stories about, like, <laughs> the reveal. Like, how old were you when, when you <laughs> realized that Santa Claus wasn't real? <laughs> bro? like, for real, I'm, I felt like I was, like, the youngest of, like, all my cousins, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and we, like, I got a cousin that's, that's, who she, she worked with us at the, at the joint. Um, uh, so she's not that much younger than I am. I think she's, like, 28 now. I want to say, mm. I want to say she's 28 right now. And, uh, bro, when we were teenagers, we was all sitting in the room, me, my older cousins, a few, a few, a few cousins that were younger than her at the time. And, right. um, we were all talking about like the time that Santa, that we realized that Santa Claus wasn't real. And, um, <clears throat> and she came in the room mid conversation. Now, mind you, like I said, there were, there were kids in the room that were younger than her that were a part of the conversation. Oh no. So the older cousins are like me and all of the cousins that's older than her. We were like having the conversation. And when she when she came out her mouth, she was like, wait, Santa Claus isn't real? Now the older oh, cousins, like no. me and all the rest of them, uh, <laughs> like the older cousins, we were looking at her like, oh shit. <laughs> the younger cousin was looking up at her like, what the fuck you mean? You thought Santa Claus was real? How the what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah, it was it was crazy, man. It was, that, that, was, oh, that ain't got nothing to do with the conversation. I just thought it was a funny story. No, no, no. It's uh, <laughs> it's your truth. She thought that was truth, and it goes back to what I was trying to say. How uh, parents, loved ones, they will they have effect on your truth. Uh, whatever they tell you, if you you know don't seek. Uh, you know the truth out for yourself mm-hmm. that's all you believe yeah uh, just like if you don't stand for anything you you know fall for anything yeah uh and you know you know some parents are in the wrong because they'll they'll twist the truth and have a kid all messed up for oh, you know when they yeah. get out there uh, yeah. and uh instead of instead of uh you know teaching them the actual truth the raw truth uh, and you know, letting them handle it on their own speaks volumes because it lets the kid grow. It lets the kid understand that hey, all right, that there's some things out here, you know, that's truthful, but it hurts, mm. and that's okay. Mm. That's normal, right? Uh, instead of you know sugarcoating everything, having your kid think you know the world is nothing but you know sunshine and rainbows and stuff. You, yeah, 
it's it's, it's gonna hurt when they fall because the rug is gonna get swept right up under them, and they're gonna hit the ground. They're gonna hit yeah. the air hard, and some people have a hard time getting back up from that. And you know, it, and some people never get back them. up from it because they don't they don't know how to take responsibility for their own actions. Right. So, <clears throat> just just off of what Marcus just said, I got a story. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So I got a family member who, um, when, when her daughter was growing up, mm-hmm. she was hidden from the world, sheltered, oh. absolutely sheltered. And what I mean by that, what, what do I mean by that? She couldn't, mm-hmm. she didn't see the news. She didn't watch anything live action on TV. She was only, sheltered, she was sheltered. only able to watch cartoons and read books with, uh, with colors, like a lot of colors. Um, oh, wow. she wasn't exposed to live action TV. She didn't even know that live action TV was a thing until she was about 11 years old. And when she was 13, she seen the news for the first time. And immediately, like within 30 seconds of watching the news at the age of 13 for the first time, she, she screamed and cried as if she broke a bone. Like it was that bad. She had a nervous breakdown because she saw the news for the first time and seeing how negative it was for the very first time in her life. Now, wow. what was it? What, 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 what things happen here? Right. First of all, you have a mother. You have a, a mother that was overprotective. That allowed her child to stay away, to stay hidden from what, like Marcus just said, the reality of what the world mm-hmm. is. She kept her, she kept her, her child hidden from that. And I, I understand the sentiment of wanting to keep your child safe. However, you're, you, you, you want to raise your child to be completely dependent on your cover for the rest of their life. That's the question that you got to ask yourself. Um, if I'm doing this, if, if I'm doing that, um, how, how would my child bear if I wasn't here? How am I teaching this person to 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 move through the world on their own right um so i get you trying to cover the child and and protect them but at the same time um the world is a fucked up place let's go ahead and put that out there like i'm not i'm not even about to sugarcoat it the world is a screwed up place um so if you never show them how messed up the world can be how do you show them how to protect themselves from it That's a double negative. If I never show you, if I never show you how to, how to fight this. How do you learn? How do you learn? And when do you learn? Not only that, when do you learn? Because I want, I want to say that, um, at the age of 23 years old is a, is a very bad time to be trying to learn, trying to learn how to be street smart. It's a very bad time. You hear people all the time. Like, yo, like there's been, there's been people who've been selling drugs their entire life. And they're good. Mm-hmm. They know the game. They know how to, they know the ins and out of the system. They know how to stay away from the police. They know who to talk to. They know how to talk to them. And then you have people who like, okay, I want to make a quick buck right quick. Let me go get me a pack. <laughs> Let me flip that. And then all of a sudden they get busted within like two days. Mm-hmm. You see it happen all the time. I think, I think at, at some point, and, and it's not even about, being smart when it comes to selling drugs. I ain't even, I ain't even talking about that. Um, that ain't the message. There is a, there's a period of preparation. Yeah. And if you wait 
if you wait until the age of 17 to start preparing to be 17 years old, you've already screwed up. You're already behind. You missed out. You missed out on 16 years before then. And preparation that I ain't gonna say that's an issue, but it's, it's something that, uh, that gets swept on the rug. A lot of people don't do a lot of people just, you know, go out here and, you know, whatever I'm feeling, you know, that's, that, that's it. Mm. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to mm. do. Uh, and you know, just like the, the, the person you were talking about that, you know, we work with, I feel like that that's how he feels uh you know whatever he's feeling in that moment you know he he, he doesn't hold back he doesn't kind of think about it. he just does he's he's, he's a, a one of those go-getters as you say you know they just whatever whatever is in front of them they're like a dog they attack it um and that it's, it's an okay trait to have in life but like without preparation like where where would you be like uh to get a job you prepare for it uh you you know you, you take you know uh well if you don't have a job you don't really have a schedule but uh you make time to you know go to the interview you you know get dressed up you get presentable you play the part or whatever uh you you do the the the, the questionnaire which is you know mostly last anyway uh <laughs> absolutely if you told if you told them what was on your mind you ain't getting that job so <laughs> I'm mad at Amazon because it was one time I, I didn't feel like doing it, so I was I was like completely honest, and apparently I failed it. And I was like, but I was honest though. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you report little Timmy because he because he stole a, a Jolly Rancher? Absolutely not. You fired well, no. too. You fired too. Aiden in the bed. Aiden in the bed. I remember one time I had a job interview right. And um, it and I, like my my whole life was riding on this job interview, right? Because um, I was living in Fredericksburg at the time, and um, mm -hmm. I was trying to get a job that was closer to uh, to where I lived at. Because I got tired of driving a whole hour to get to work. Right. And I'm at this now that I think about it, I'm so glad that I didn't get that job because I wouldn't be where I am now. Um, okay. But um, I, I I went to this interview, and the dude asked me, he was like, "Have you ever complained about your job or your boss?" And I was like. Yeah, once or twice, <laughs> maybe. Um, I was like, I can't necessarily recall the time, but yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Mm. Right. And um, went through this interview, and I mean, like me and this dude, we were we were chopping it up, man. I mean, like both of us. And, and what was worse about it, like mm. I used my networking skills and everything because my man was a Baltimore fan, and I'm like, yo, we like we were talking about the Super Bowl and all that stuff and mm -hmm. how the playoffs was coming up, man. And like he was showing me all around the, the plant or whatnot. Like it was like this was a value city furniture, uh furniture warehouse. And um mm. and he was like showing me around and everything, showing me all of the ropes and stuff. And then like after like an hour and a half of being there, after he like, asked me that question, like at the like the first 10 minutes of the of the interview, mm. um, and he was like, just pulled me to the side after he after he was about to let me go. He was like, Yeah, and um just uh just as a uh but heads up for the future. Never tell an uh, employer that you were that you complained about a job. I ain't get what? that. I ain't get that call back, Marcus. I ain't get that call back, bro. <laughs> like, 
Hey, but look, I, I didn't I didn't blame him for the for the for the advice that he gave me, mm-hmm. and I took it into consideration. I ain't never tell nobody. I ain't never tell nobody that I did that before. Uh, that I did that again. So yeah. <laughs> but that's that that's crazy because all right so it's it's because that that sets up what we were trying what we're, we're saying uh the, the world wants you to lie the world wants you to be this this uh android humanoid you know do the work go home come back do the work and repeat uh worker x worker x machina <laughs> right and because that, the same thing happened to me uh, when I was trying to get this job at uh, AT&T. Uh, went in, uh, interview was like, hey, uh, you know, uh, why would you want to work here anyway? And I was like... For the need money. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, I, I ain't say that, but I was like, you know, I like electronics, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm into phones, I know, you know, whatever, just that and third. Uh, and he was like, you know, I think he had my resume up or something. He, I looked over the resume, I guess, before then. He was like, uh, it seems you, you come from a lot of, uh, like, like basically warehouse, uh, not really retail, not cashier type jobs or whatever, basically. Uh, oh. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I basically had to, you know, I didn't have the, the, the salesman type, oh. you know, authority. No, no, no. What he was saying was is that he didn't think that you were... Because you, as people had this this perception of warehouse jobs, as if you got to be pretty much brainless to do mm-hmm. them, which in a sense is true, because <laughs> true. of not not the the quality of the person who has the job, but mm-hmm. the the type of people, the type of individuals who are usually in that environment, they're brainless. They don't need to. They don't need to think to do those do those jobs. So when you go out, and here's a here's another thing. Um, Preparation, right? We talk about preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, for anybody who is a, a warehouse worker, y'all heard Marcus just say, you're going to have that problem. You're going to mm-hmm. have that problem. I had that problem. I've, I've gone through that. And, and it was one of the things that um, that I used to my advantage when, when I started at the job that we work at. Not because... Um, not because you know I thought that was going to push me ahead, but because mm-hmm. I knew that it was a weakness, and I knew that even the people that we work for, even though it's, I mean they they not going the people. Let's be real. You get a you get an interview at work tomorrow, Mark, because they not they not about to be like uh, you. It don't look like you have any cashier experiences. So that's all <laughs> warehouse experience. So I don't know if we can. No, they not gonna ask you that because you work in the place with them, right? But at the mm-hmm. same time, it is a it is a really big factor of okay, you know how to do that. We know that you know how to do that, but what else do you know how to do? So how do you prepare yourself for it? And then on top of that, when somebody tells you that you need to prepare yourself for it, how do you prepare yourself for it? And what do you do to prove that you can do it? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't make much of a difference if you know how to do it or if you can do it. It's what you can prove that you can do. Right. So if somebody tells you that they don't believe that you have the chops to do it then what are you going to do to show them? For all the people who were already doing the job, like Marcus said while interviews, right? You think about this. All the people who are with the vest and computer skills, like Coco said, who didn't get the job, what did they do wrong? They didn't prepare. 
Mm-hmm. They didn't prepare for it. And then when they were told that they were not prepared for it, they looked at it as a personal attack because why? They were already doing the job in the first place. They felt entitled. But once again, we go back to your truth. It's not everybody else's truth. Yeah, me as a manager, I understand that you know how to do the job. But can mm-hmm. you excel at doing that job? Are you doing this job because this is what you feel like you had to do? Are you doing this job because because you're trying to get some kind of recognition because you got the recognition. So you're good on that. We don't need to give you a promotion. If all you were just doing is looking for recognition. I don't need to promote you. If all you were doing this, if you were doing it for recognition, you've already mm. proved that, you know, we can give you recognition and you can keep going off of that alone. But is that all that you really want? And if I tell you that this is what you need to work on in order to succeed, what are you going to do with that information when you're done with it? That's the question that the managers are going to have are, you can stand in front, you can stand behind the computer and help us run this system, but can you teach somebody else how to do it? Are you capable enough of being a team player to help other people understand that this is what they need to look for? Are you capable of understanding that if I put you in a leadership role, that you can be a leader and not a follower? Like mm. these are things that I that 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 people are trying to get you to understand, and I and that brings me back to a um, a time where I was a if y'all remember back in uh in uh, uh elementary school they had the safety patrol I don't know if you had it in your in your school um, uh, SpongeBob <laughs> kind no no oh, well, like SpongeBob kind of had it the, yeah the hall monitor the, the hall oh, okay. monitor like we had those <laughs> we had those in our school right. <laughs> and um I remember like being a hall being a the safety patrol was was like a really big thing, right? Like you were you were like the 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 person that stood outside and like in the in the, the hallways and you were like stand at the intersections and you were like kind of like <laughs> Direct traffic. Direct traffic of human <laughs> beings, human trafficking. It's just cool. We started learning that in elementary school. It's fine. <laughs> um, so uh, I remember being like a part of that. Like and I really, really strive to be a part of that, man. Like really did. Um, because like, and I don't even know why at this point I wanted so bad to be a part of the safety mm. patrol, but like I really wanted that. Right. And um when I, I got, I finally got it and, um, I had it for all of one day, mm. all of one day. That's it. And the reason that it was taken from me is because as the safety patrol, I had an influence in my ear that was sitting next to me who he was supposed to be a friend, but he mm. didn't like that. I got the safety patrol position. So he, oh, wow. he, kind of manipulated the situation and got it taken from me. So I didn't understand that then. And what I, what I thought I, what I thought I understood then was that this teacher, she just didn't want me to have it. I never got an explanation. I never got mm-hmm. a reason for it. The only thing that I knew was that this teacher came, she walked up to me in the hallway and she snatched it right up off me. And that's it. Oh wow! And I never got an explanation or anything. But what I what I had to realize was that the teacher wasn't just trying to be mean. She didn't take it from me because I did something, and that was it. Like 
there was consequences to the actions. I had to understand that back then that there was there was consequences to your actions. So if you're going to if you're going to do something, then you need to be responsible for the action that you do. Right. So I let that slide or I like I went through my elementary school years like pissed off about that. Like and I never really got an explanation. Like She, she never sat me down and told me why that happened. She just did it. And just kind of left me with it like and most people wouldn't understand like this happened for a reason let me figure out why that happened or they would take the easy way out and be like they're the problem that teacher took it from me that was mine give it back <laughs> but then when they, then when she don't give it back then what because she never gave it back she confiscated that joint and she never gave it back they never even filled the slot like they just left it they that, that part of the hall was empty for the rest of the year so oh wow yeah so um what what is what is that saying like something happened and i had to understand that my truth didn't matter at that point it didn't matter i had to take responsibility for what happened and when i couldn't take responsibility for what happened she didn't give it back because i did go talk to her and she was she was tight lip about it she was tight lip about it she was a she was an older lady she ain't she ain't play no games like she was the type of woman. Like, I swear, if she could still beat kids, and while we when we were still in fifth, uh, still in fourth oh. grade, bro, she woulda. Like, <laughs> she was one of them types, man. Been teaching for years. Like, yeah. So she, she, yeah, she taught me a valuable lesson. I ain't learned it until a few years later. But had I gone, had I gone through that time period and that, and never yeah. understood why she did that, bro. Like, I don't even know where I would be right now. Come on. Yeah, man. That's that's interesting, uh, and it's it's good to know. It's a good skill to have to to learn from uh, the lessons you are given, because mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, we know plenty of people that they'll go through that same situation, and like you said, they will blame anybody but themselves. Yeah, and the the, the process would repeat, and you would think that uh, after been repeated so many times, you know. You would look somewhere else. You would right. place the blame somewhere. Else. Some would click and be like, "Hey, you know, you're doing this this the same equation, the same equation is being played out, and you get the same results, right? And nothing's changing, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 they'll go through job and job, do another job, and the same thing will happen to you. Each one of them, mm. uh, you get in trouble, mm. you blame the manager, and it's just like. When when you gonna start blaming yourself? When when you gonna start? You know, actually. Uh, when you gonna start listening? Listening, like <laughs> yeah, just 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 listen. Like half the time, all you gotta do is like, all right, you know, they want me to do better. They want me putting a little bit more work. Putting the work and then you know go home. And bro, like I, how many times does somebody gotta tell you? How many times does different people have to tell you that <laughs> that that this is wrong? And you still accept it as if it's true. Mm. Like they do it all the time, bro. Like I, I can't. Like I, I had a a, a friend that that uh I, that I, that I graduated high school with. That mm. I had to I had to cut her off completely. Come on. Like she was the type of person who would would do just that. Like she would live her life the way she wanted mm. to. And then complain about how everybody else treated her. And like when 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 I I ain't gonna say I hung out with her, but mm. um 
we was we was, we was close enough for me to like kind of know her her personal story and for me to just kind of like have like some kind of a guiding hand to her like yo like you might want to like change your way of thinking like because it right. ain't about what happens to you it's about what you do when it happens right um mm-hmm. and then you know life is life is what is it is is 90 uh is 90% or 10% of uh, what happens to you was 90% how you react to it. I think that's mm-hmm. it. Oh, I might have those mixed up. I don't, I don't really remember that, but it, it, it's some, some of that, of those lines. Um, it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you respond is what I'm trying right. to say. Um, but I noticed that when things happened to her, she responded in a very negative way. And I'm like, I tried to tell her like, yo, you, you might want to, to switch up this right quick like you're going you're going this way your left your your right brain is going forward uh, count clockwise and your your left brain is going counterclockwise and they kind of canceling each other out i think you might need mm-hmm. to work on that get some some therapy or something i don't know what you need to do but you need like you got some issues that you got to handle like i'm looking at her and i'm like just like i'm i'm getting this just based off of how she's talking about these problems and how she's responding to these problems and the, not even the things that's happening to her. Like, yo, um, I can, this is, I'm like, and I told her one day, like, yo, it's kind of, it's kind of bad that depending on what time of the month it is, I can pretty much predict what kind of problem you have. <laughs> and she looked at me and was like, and she like started cussing me out, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "You're not going to ask how? Mm-hmm. Like you like that was your first your first response was just to cuss me out. You're not going to ask how? Like I can tell that this is going to happen to you because that is how you operate. Mm-hmm. That is literally how you operate. And if you choose to if you choose to continue operating this way, then you're going to continue to operate this way. Um, and this is the type of person who got who get fired from jobs every. She wouldn't work there long. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she, I worked with her at uh, at Sears once, and she worked at Sears for about two months before she got fired for being lazy. Uh, she, the same person she started working at Amazon uh, shortly after. I, uh, shortly after I got my promotion, she got fired for not being productive enough, and mm-hmm. like the same, the, the, and it was the same thing. She came and talked to me and was like, uh, "They crazy up in here." What do you mean? They they wrote me up for this, that, and the other. I'm like, but did you do it though? They wrote me up though, like, but you did it though, like, and like I had a computer, right? And here's here's how here's how deep it get, right? Because as she was talking to me about this, I pulled up her record, right? Hmm. And you know we got the ability to see how productive people are being, right? And me as a as a supervisor, I have the ability to do so. And I pulled her up, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like. So right now you've been inactive for 93 minutes. How do you think your supervisor is going to feel about you being inactive for 93 minutes? And not only do you, not only do I ask, how do you, how do you think they're going to feel about it? But I'm more curious about how you're going to react to it. Cause I can tell you just like, just like I told you 10 years ago, that mm-hmm. that probably ain't the way that you should be going about it. You about to get fired and you just, and you still blaming everybody else for your problems. Like, I think you yeah. need, I think at this time, at this point, you might want to fix that. And, and like this person, she has a kid now. So I'm like, yeah, if you really can't, if you can't do this for your child, 
then I don't really know what to tell you. Because you weren't doing it for you at first. Now you ain't doing it for your child. Like, that should have been, like, the ultimate motivation. And you still ain't even motivated to do it for, the, do it for her. So I don't know mm. what to tell you. And after 10 years, if you still ain't got your shit together, if you still getting played by dudes, still getting beat by dudes, still getting uh, going through all of these different situations, getting fired from jobs every every 20 minutes. Like, I don't know. I don't really know what to tell you. Mm. So for anybody who's listening to this, right? How long we've been going for, Mark? Oh, we have 59 minutes. Damn. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, were you, saying, you, were you about to say something? Uh, yeah, uh, with, with, the, with the kids thing, uh, when you have kids, you, you, if you're not already, you know, prepared for that, you, you need to change drastically because especially in, in like a, a, a rural area like this, you see it all the time. You have, uh, females that have kids and they act just the same as they would in like high school or like elementary. And it's just, yeah, uh, it's like. You got a whole kid now. You can't you can't act like that because that that's gonna get projected onto them. You can't go out here, you know, run out of the mouth kind of crazy. You know, if there's injustice, then all right, speak up about it. But like, if you just all right, uh, uh, Mary Lou said, you know, your face ain't right. You got an ugly face, or you know, called you out your name or whatever. You can't you can't just you know blow up right there in, mm-hmm. in that spot like that when you have a kid like you gotta gotta be respectful you gotta you gotta, you gotta like, change it up like my neighbor wanted to have a have an argument a full-blown argument about where she put her barking dog in her apartment and wanted to make sure that her kids was right there to hear it oh really yeah her kids were sitting outside with her she could have simply she could have easily sent her kids upstairs but she wanted to have that argument in front of her kids and i thought so, that was really really interesting right when I was there, yeah, yeah, I thought that oh, was really interesting. Man. Her kids was right out there. She hadn't even opened the door. She wanted them to be there so she could. I was like, "Come on, come on!" And like you hear people like, uh, um, and I, oh god, you hear other people, uh, other other women. Sometimes they they'll tell you um, that they like they they are proud of who they got into a fight with, and they got kids like. Right. I knew I, I I met a woman one time who was bragging about about um how she rolled up on the bitch house <laughs> quote unquote quote unquote rolled up on the bitch <laughs> hopped out on the bitch and her baby was in the back seat. <laughs> no, oh, and then she was getting and look and then she got pissed off at the other bitch. Because the other bitch was taking her to court. <laughs> it gets worse. That, that story gets worse. Exactly. The, the, other like bitch, the other bitch was pissed off because she was in her man's inbox and they married. Tragic. Tragic. That's just... There's so much wrong there. So much wrong. So much. And she, she, and... Still, never, she still never took responsibility for that. And I think her kid got taken away too. That's the thing. Like it's, I'm I'm not gonna say it's easy for them to get taken away, but when when you're doing all of that, it's pretty easy. It yeah, it's pretty easy because people That's... people who accidentally do things get their kids taken away. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it, but there's an article of a. Uh... <laughs> 
a dude robbing a car uh, and then coming back and calling the cops on the owner because the baby was in the backseat. Huh? Wait, was the owner in the car? No, the owner was not in the car. The person took the car while the owner was, you know, about their business. He came back, called the cops on the owner because the baby was in the backseat. Wait, did he take the car because the, because the baby was in the backseat, though? No, he didn't know until he got up the road, looked back. Oh, there's a baby. Turn back around. You should be ashamed of yourself. I tried to steal your car, and yo, you just leave your baby out here? What is wrong with you? I was like, hold on. How did you? You, you didn't do that. You didn't explain that to the cops. This is a real art. Oh, I can't make this up. That ain't Florida, man, is it? Uh, it probably is. It probably is. Oh, God damn, man. Oh, what in the hell, dog? <laughs> I was like, I mean, at least, at least oh, he has God. morals. At least he's a thief of morals. So that's, <laughs> that's something to be proud about, I guess. I don't know. That's... Oh, man. That's crazy, dog. <laughs> that's crazy. All right. So we're going to end it here, man. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Like, we're going to close it out with, um, like, yo, for real. <laughs> All jokes aside, man, you gotta you gotta take responsibility. Mm. If yeah. if I if if something happens to me, if something happens to me, it it does me no good to continue complaining about the things that happened to me. It makes no difference what happened to me, how it happened, and how fast that happened. The only thing that matters is how fast I got back up. Now. The difference is, is that you can take as long as you want to recover from whatever happened to you. But if you recover in five minutes or you recover in five hours or five years, you still had to do it. So the quicker mm. that you do it, the better. The more you try to sweep things under the rug, I promise you, I promise you, that rug just going to trip you up eventually. There's mm. only but so much space you can sweep under a rug, man. There's only but so much dirt. And you can sweep up under there before that thing started to trip you up and becomes a fire hazard. Like, right. <laughs> so, um, if, it, if, if you're going through it, man, and uh, uh, you're the type of person who, um, who likes to blame everybody else for the things that happen to you, I want you to, first of all, ask why, you, why you're like that. Um, and I want you to be very objective about how you ask yourself that because mm -hmm. the last thing you want to do and start blaming you, blaming yourself for for how you are, and then you still never do anything about it, because that's also that's also a, a possibility too. Because at that point, you know, you took the narcissism away, and now you just become a self harm geek, uh, or you just become mm -hmm. very obsessed with self harm. So, um, want you to uh, understand that there are resources, there are things that you can do to keep from doing that. Um, make sure that you are learning everything that you possibly can, because once again, your truth is it. Your truth is only your truth and it's opinion when it shows up to everybody else, unless it's their truth too. But then at that point, you got to take a chance to finally figure out if that's that person's truth or not, but then it might be too late. So right. once again, you're just a planet. You're just mm -hmm. a planet. I'm going to say that again. You're just a planet. Don't be afraid to self-assess. Don't be afraid to do the work. Fix your shit. And don't Thanks. blame anybody else because it stinks. You took the shit, so clean it up. 
<laughs> yes. Get you some pine salt. <laughs> <laughs> Get you some bleach. Oh, man. Yes. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Dirty Trunk Podcast. It is me, your boy, Marcus Morton. Always here with me is the Aaron Mack. Signing out, y'all. All right, peace. See y'all. Love y'all. See y'all.